0: strips the tackle from Young, then the banana over the top of the goal up higher's hand. Wingard perfectly
1: weighted kick, he gives it off to Avon who runs to 55 and
0: unloads from directly in front. Moore comes through with a handball over the top, Natch. 35 metres out, stabs a goal and puts it through. Wingard 45 meters out, handball the four, just has to control it. He's taken in a tackle, got the handball up fruit, throws it on the boot and puts it through for his second.
1: It was a tale of two halves at Marvel Stadium. The Hawks were wildly inaccurate early before eventually kicking clear, putting north to the sword. 48 points was the final margin, and we're back to recap all the action right here on the Hawk Talk podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Nick Mason, and joining me as always, a man who I'm sure is moments away from presenting Hawthorne's expected score. G'day, (laughs) Tiz.
0: Mate, I am outraged. (laughs) The expected score in the Herald Sun is 90 points. Okay, and would we... Against our actual eighty eight? How is that? I just double-checked our (laughs) full-time score. How are we only... I do not know, but we ran at 46% accuracy. Whatever. It's just killed stats for me forever. That's it. It's all over. Well, that's unfortunate because
1: we've got plenty more in this episode. (laughs) 48 points, our biggest win at Marvel Stadium since round 22,
0: 2019. And we were there, mate. That was Ruffy's last match, wasn't
1: it? it? Might might have been, actually. Yeah. Against the Suns, who we now can't beat. (laughs) Well, that's not true. We beat them in Tassie last year, but every time we seem to play them anywhere
0: else, we get pulverised. Anyway, we put that aside, I think. 71 inside 50s on Sunday. Yeah, it was domination, clearly. Yeah, and I enjoyed, hang on, let me see, 12 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: when you put it like that, it was... An ugly win, wasn't it? But that is the fifth most by any team this season. And one more, and this is damning, one more than what we recorded against the Eagles. Wow. So, I mean, really, we should have destroyed North. I mean, arguably we did anyway. But 48 points.
0: You wouldn't want to be playing for percentage is my point. There's another wonderful stat coming out of the weekend, Mm -hmm. and that's that there's two teams in the AFL who have an average losing margin of more than 50 points. Oh, yes. One is the Eagles, and the other is Port. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, now I'm done with stats, so that makes two of
1: us. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Hawthorne, the first term. I mean, mate, we've seen the Eagles play. We pulverized the Eagles by... 100-plus points. Yep. But I will definitively say, when I sat next to you watching the first term, North are just about the worst team I've seen in
0: a long, long time. But we couldn't bury them. We couldn't rub their nose in it. Nothing. They were hanging around like a bad smell. It's exactly what I said we couldn't do, is dra- get dragged down to their level. Yeah, well, true. But we still won by 48 points. In it's the a- end. Yeah, in a- the end. And that was all thanks to the fact that we decided that You know, everyone was just having a mare with the inside fifties. Yes. So we gave Finn the responsibility in the last quarter, and he had nine touches.
1: Nine touches. He's not dropping
0: out of the side, Chief. That's no, no, he's not. Yeah, given the opportunity, and he didn't look great at Box Hill, but given the opportunity, he's standing up. Well, lockdown jobs all round for. Finn
1: McGuinness, I mean, three from three. It's hard tick, to know. tick, tick. hard to know who locked down at North, though. <laughs> true. And le- yeah, well, he didn't actually take on superstars, <laughs> did he? I mean, one of them was a first-year player in Sheasel. Yep. Who was doing quite well, and then he was moving in the midfield, and Sam Mitchell said, right, well, we're going to stop that then. And <laughs> did well enough for Newcomb to give him a belt. Well, true. Did you see Newcomb got five free kicks against? Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Anyway, uh Finn McGuinness. They were getting quite frustrated, the Hawthorne players, with the lack well, with the inaccuracy. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, they had to hold their nerve
1: a bit. They'd steal themselves for a good second half. Finn McGinnis had 19 touches all up, one shot on goal, one goal assist. He is the best tagger in the comp. He also had seven scoring involvements. Wow, okay. Quite high for him. Well, it's what we've been craving from Finn. We want that attacking flair. We know he's got the defensive game down, but we need to see a little bit more. So it's good that he brought that, albeit against North Melbourne. And yes, I will be doing all these drive-bys throughout the show.
0: (laughs) But it was a tale of how good our midfield was.
1: Yes, well, I'm surprised in a way that we led with Finn, because there's a guy in this rundown, James Warple, who was BOG with just 70%
0: game time. What was he doing for the other 30
1: yeah, I don't know. Because he seemed to be out there all the time. Yeah, well, it seemed like he was everywhere. 32 touches for 702 metres gained, 7 clearances, 9 inside 50s, 6 tackles, which is second only to Will Day. He kicked one goal three, and recorded a goal assist as well. 10 score involvements in all. That is one of Warple's best games.
0: It is, and it's timely because there's a lot of questions being asked about his contract. Yeah, that's right. But the thing for me was Warps had the acceleration away from the pack going. Mm-hmm. And he looked good. Even if we didn't hit many targets inside 50. Yeah. Well, Warple he had running away from the his opposition. Speed, power, strength. And, and the goal and, he did kick. Yeah. He stood up in the tackle. Exactly. And then made sure of it. Well, lovely. Is an inside out boomerang. Would that be right? Is that what you'd <laughs> sure, call that? yeah. Yeah. Banana maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: boomerang and it came back to him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, This question from Doc. With Warple still without a contract for next year, is his form building him currency for a trade? What's he worth as a trade? Hypothetically, FYI, I'm loving Warp's season. Almost back to his best, and each week he gets better. But will there be a squeeze on the midfield in 2024?
0: Well, I tell you what, they're not going to be in a situation where they're going to feel overly reliant on anybody in the midfield. That is not... Part of Sam's equation. Yeah, I agree. He wants so many rotations through that midfield that if Warple wants more than he's due, he won't get it. Yeah, exactly right. I have a feeling that Hawthorne really
1: do want to keep him, but they're prepared to part ways. If Warple walked out,
0: Hawthorne would say, well, that's unfortunate. Well, we carry on. They've done everything for him. Yeah. He's had great tutelage from Sammy Mm -hmm. even before he was head coach. Yep. Look, if he's... Feeling pressure here, imagine the pressure he's going to feel as a recruit to a new club like Geelong. Well, exactly. I
1: mean, he is the most experienced head of this midfield contingent. He is getting every opportunity to perform. He
0: is performing. He's running at 63 disposal efficiency still, which is below the other midfielders. Yeah, but I'm not surprised to hear that. It's never been his game. It does frustrate me, but... But he is getting into the clear now. Well, yeah. So it's not like he's all on the inside. So... You know, you're looking at Carl Amon at, 80, at uh, 85%, Will Day at 86 Yeah. Nash 84 oh, I wondered you know, when
1: we were going to get to Nash.
0: Well, I did enjoy some of his inside 50s.
1: 32 touches for Nash, uh, 9 score involvements, 9 inside 50s. That was an
0: equal team high alongside Warpole. So and it it showed. I, I was watching it. He, he was quite patient in releasing the trigger to hit up inside 50. Uh, Carl Amon is... Looking great. One of the better recruits of the season across the AFL. I was going to say comp-wide, for sure. And no one will talk about it because Hawthorne's
1: 16th. But the fact is, for what Hawthorne wanted out of Amon and on paper, he has delivered. Huge tick. Yep, Star recruit, no doubt about it. 33 touches,
0: a great goal as well, a booming goal. Now, early on in the game, I was getting very excited about One Josh Weddle just seemingly doing whatever he liked. Well, if we could just jump in for a minute, mate, before you get too ahead of yourself, before you get too carried away, I had
1: a sneaky suspicion that we might be talking about Josh Weddle this evening. And uh, well, cue the jingle.
0: (laughs) Weddle,
1: Weddle, 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 just a little bit.
0: You like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I whistled that in the crowd. You be- came up with it, and I was going to be- say. And it became an earworm, didn't it? Yeah, but
1: you did it in the last quarter, and it's all we could think about. Anytime there was a bit of silence, anytime there was a stoppage, to do it.
0: Anyway, what do you want to talk about with Josh Weddle? Just the potential of the kid, the fact that he's so speedy, that he's a gun. But he's getting inside 50s at will. He is going to be immaculate to watch for, what, the next decade? Yeah. And this wasn't one of his better games. No.
1: Which but- which epitomises his potential. I mean, he runs all day, 14 disposals, 5 inside 50s. It means he's giving us a decent amount of drive as well. When you have Connor
0: McDonald getting 27... Yeah, 27, did he? Bloody hell. 27, and very even across the game. You know, 7, 5, 7, 8. Yeah. That's across the quarters. Mm -hmm. And look, he's getting 370 metres gained. The uh, differential, 13 contested, 18 uncontested, 3 marks, 4 intercepts. When they start to gel, Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen Connor McDonald and Weddle gel at all. Yeah. They're going to be very good.
1: Well, you used the word immaculate, didn't
0: you, before, I believe? Yes. Or maybe that was
1: just in my head. But three players consistent with that, Weddle, McDonald, and Day. Yeah. They are, the three of them, a joy to watch. And Newcombe is, in his own right, just a
0: bit more grit. But I think those three I mentioned are just all class. Oh, when, when Newcombe found some space in the last quarter, he was making mm. a count. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bit angry, old Nukes. I mentioned Will Day, Uh, it seemed like two of him were playing at times He
1: was everywhere, 28 touches at 86% approximately Disposal efficiency, he was excellent Uh, Going back to Weddle though, we had a a question from Flat Track Pauly What number will Josh Weddle wear next year? And can the club pass this on to parents before Christmas So kids' jumpers can be ready in time?
0: (laughs) Ah, wow, what what are we going to have?
1: Well, this is it, Flat Track Pauly poses a question where... We're starting to get into that murky territory of who remains at the club, who yeah. gets their marching orders, what numbers are going to be available, who gets promoted. I guess we'll see. Is there any ruck
0: talk on the <laughs> rundown tonight? <today? laughs>
1: not, not this week because I think we've overdone it. Have we overdone it? Oh, well, I'd, I
0: suppose they each took a mark this week, didn't they? Uh, yeah, and that's a pass mark, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, he's very good at the hit-outs, yeah.
1: Reeves. And Seemingly, that's about it Yeah, at the moment which is unfortunate. Look, Ramsden would have been playing mm. alongside Reeves,
0: but well, he got hit well, in the head with a footy. Yeah. How does that happen? I have no remember idea, we, but he got a concussion from during it. During the 3 Pete that used to be like what they did to loosen up. they just <laughs> ping a footy at someone's head, remember? Yeah. What happened? Eight years later. Just
1: the standards of slipped. Can't
0: play the next week.
1: It's this woke PC culture. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. No, look, it must have been a fair hit Because he's out this week as well, Ramsden So he's going to miss a little bit of footy because of that I would have liked to have seen him play But no, we had Reeves and Meek
0: out there Who were frustrating a lot of the day Well, I, I wanted to see Ramsden next to Mitch Lewis To be quite honest Yes, well, yeah He's got that wonderful ability below his knees That we seemingly missed in the forward line
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, give me a ruck that can actually play forward Ramston has
1: that expertise. He's demonstrated that at Box Hill. The expertise I don't think Reeves or Meek have. Sadly,
0: I think they're trying to make it work, but it's not working. And then you looked at uh, at the VFL and how Goldstein played, and yeah, you thought, well, "Well, thank goodness he played in the VFL." <laughs> yeah, and, and Hall had as many touches as there is a number on his back. He had forty-three.
1: Yeah, forty-three. I mean, Goldstein's a three hundred-plus game player. Why is in the VFL? I'm not sure. You, it seems like someone you'd want to have setting like, standards. Yeah, but anyway. but the
0: VFL might be a priority. You know, you've got to pick your priorities, don't you? And that's... <laughs> oh, is, that you love how, is that obvious enough?
1: do you it, love how the media just straight up asks Brett Radden? It's like, <laughs> so do you, uh, do you want a priority pick? What's he going to say? Of course he's going to say yes. What kind of question is that? Did he say yes? Because, he said read between well, the lines. Well, he intimated strongly... <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so he's not going to say no. They should still have a lottery and North just get another ball in the mix. That's what happens.
1: Yeah, okay, well, I, I wouldn't be averse to that. Uh, Chad Wingard, 18 touches and three goal assists. Now, Chad's come along and cemented his spot again. Cemented? Well, I would say so. Who's taking his place at the moment? Well, I mean, Butler didn't have a terrible game. No, but he kicked two, three. Okay. Uh, he, he sparked the fight back, but... yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be up to, well, whether it's Butler or, or a different young gun to really seize the moment when their turn comes. But at the, at the moment, you're picking Wingard.
0: What do you reckon, disposal efficiency-wise, Wingard Oh, I,
1: I know what it is. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah, it's pretty garbage. Yeah, it's 56%. But at least he it.
0: got his hands on the ball,
1: right? Well, he's he creates. He's a playmaker. And that's better than being invisible, which is where he was, Tiz.
0: But he had a very high-pressure shot on goal and missed. Yeah. And being a senior... Head in the side, you need to be kicking those. Look, it's an improvement, but he's still a way off.
1: He looks still looks rusty. We had a question from Nick. Wingard has put in two pretty good performances in a row. What sort of trade value could we realistically expect? Or is it worth giving him 12 months? I've been in favour of moving him on, but our half forward line lacks class at times,
0: and good Wingard brings that. What say you? He does bring class, but it's a class... That I would say is more vision and what he wants to do now. Yeah. And the body isn't always able. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's a fitness thing or not, I don't know. But you got to put it put it out there that his pressure on the weekend was probably in our top half. Yeah, of it was. Players. Yep, and that's certainly true. in the forward line, Wingard and Brockman led the pressure up there. Yeah. Well, in terms of tackles inside
1: fifty, I think those two combined really, really well. I think Brockman had something like
0: seven tackles in the end. Yeah, he had he had five tackles. Oh, okay. And uh you know, he 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 had seventy six percent game time, Wingard had eighty three. Um there's a bloke we haven't spoken about though, mm. and that's uh one James Sisley or Captain James Sisley.
1: Yeah, well, it's fair to say we were hanging out for his return, and we talked it up last week on the podcast, and... And we won. Well, well, exactly right. We win 50% of the games he plays, apparently, in 2023. <laughs> so, what did you make of his return? It was a bit of a tune-up.
0: It was. And they put some effort into making sure yeah. that he, and I think his his opponent kicked two goals in the end. Yeah. But, but they, they sat on him. They knew what they were doing. And, but eventually, he shrugged that off, and he took a couple of clean marks at the end. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just just uh, shows you how much of a um, of a penalty that is to have to miss that amount of oh, football. Absolutely. I
1: want to talk about a different defender. Sam
0: Frost didn't really notice him, and that was a fantastic thing. <laughs> he was excellent. Come on. Well, he was. That's that's what I mean. There were moments where the ball was in dispute and. Sam Frost would put an arm out, or even just collect it, and come mm-hmm. straight through at pace. Yep, and it worked, and it worked well.
1: Well, he froze out Lucky. Larky did nothing. Really? He Kicked well, exactly. Suva, as they
0: call him, kicked one goal, <laughs> virtually no impact. Gee, the crowd was a bit quiet for North, weren't they? Just
1: because no one turns up,
0: mate. No, no, we they 30, were. We, we were, we were surrounded. By yeah, North well, I suppose so. Yeah, right. and I know you're loud, and I'm obnoxious, <laughs> and I'm obnoxious, but uh, nothing. We didn't get any peeps back at all, well, even when we weren't looking that good.
1: I think at the start we might, we might have, you just didn't notice. And oh, then I think people came to terms with... Am I if, immune to it, am I? I think so, <laughs> yeah. I think people had a process of, a, of coming to terms with what, what they were in for for the rest of the day. And stopped looking around.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I, was, I was bagging the umpire as much as any... North Melbourne players This question from FUSA I
1: personally like Seamus Mitchell As our small lockdown defender going forward I also really like the idea of Dimmer going forward And playing a pal pepper enforcer role later in his career There's no fear factor in our forward line We need to make defenders nervous
0: Do you reckon he could be a pal pepper?
1: Look, potentially But I think he's a way off from that role at the moment And I also think presently he's far too valuable He's far too good where he is yeah. I just don't think you out of all the things I could dream of toying with in our current lineup
0: uh, okay
1: there's two that come to mind that I would not do you don't want to play Sicily Ford you leave him where he is you and called he, for that before the match
0: <laughs> Oh, jokingly, and I was so angry walking into the ground
1: tongue in cheek evidently Sicily Ford the emojis communicated and then that
0: 20 minutes into the first quarter I was like no that's actually <laughs> <laughs> you're on the money there <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I, I wouldn't touch Sisley, But I also wouldn't touch Hardwick You leave him where he is Fair enough Unless you're really desperate But I just uh, I, I would I'd would say it robs us too Too greatly to move him But in terms of Needing to make defenders nervous And a bit of fear factor uh, Part of the reason I included Fuse's question is Are we starting to see that with DGB?
0: Are we starting to see the fear factor? Well, he's got some mumbo DGB about it. in his second game Forward
1: Well, he's got the competitive spirit. He's got the grunt
0: that none of our other forwards have. Yeah, I guess he does. Sam seemed to think that it's a little misaligned Mm. and he gets carried away with it and forgets the role that he's trying to achieve. I can see that. That's just a maturity thing. Yeah, Um, well, well, as you point out... But he kicked a
1: butte goal. Well, he did, but as you point out, second game, doing it. Yeah. He needs to learn. Of Of course he's going to look a bit green in the the forward line at the moment. Of course he's going (laughs) to let things... Run a bit hot. Do that deliberately, did you? Green in the forward line? <laughs> okay, well... How is his knee? Well, he's sore. He's a, he's a test for this week. I'm going to bet that he doesn't get up.
0: See, what I want to see physically from a forward is what Cosie did in his first and second year, which is where you just crash the pack. Mm-hmm. Come through. Make sure people are aware you're a presence. I saw that a couple of times from Denver, but... Nowhere near enough. And and as for Mitch Lewis, we both enjoyed watching him on the weekend, didn't we? Yeah, I think for different reasons. <laughs> I
1: think you enjoyed seeing me uh, bristle in his I first half. I
0: was so niggling at you, <laughs> just waiting for you to explode. Did he or you did he? He turned to me at one point and said, this is the last time we sit together. <laughs> did he did <laughs> Look or, at his positioning he there, he Nick. Can you believe he took up that? Harry is killing him. Not Harry, Ben. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: Harry just about as present as Ben on the day, but oh, anyway. A
0: couple of moments for Ben, my goodness.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been highlighted by the media. But did he or did he not,
0: Mitch Lewis, turn the game? He did. Off his boot. He Back-to-back goals. a wonderful goal and then did it again a minute later.
1: Sam Mitchell's crying out half time. we need someone to stand up and kick a goal. And Mitch said, no worries, mate, I'll kick two. I think he said that at quarter time. Yeah, probably. Quite. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Took a little while. Yeah. Mind you, goal of the day, Bruce, no look over the
1: shoulder. Wowee. As you say, we couldn't kick one after that. (laughs) But, yeah, that was –
0: he didn't need so much as a glance at the goals then. Because you you picked it at the time. You said, oh, he didn't even look. Yeah. And then we watched the replay and and you were right. Not even a glance.
1: It it was – that's just class coming to the fore. And no
0: big celebration. No. Well, that's just – Par for the course with a champion, isn't it? Yeah, like a spinner getting a court and bowl. He just sort of tossed yeah. the ball away <laughs> and got a few little high fives. That was it.
1: You're, uh, you're dying for the ashes, aren't you? I am. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, this question from Stu based off our DGB talk. Could it be a masterstroke sending DGB forward? Getting at least a goal could be ma- a massive confidence boost for him. Seems like a confidence player. Hopefully this gives him the spark he needs to take his game to the next level, whether that's forward or back.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think he needs to feel like he belongs. I think there's been a lot of pressure on the pick or that yeah. came with the pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't help that we've all devised ways to get better picks this year with DGB <laughs> yeah. being involved. Or, Not just us, it's the broader media. Yeah. <laughs> It's the WA boys for some reason, isn't it? Although when I clicked on the article from the Herald Sun, that was like, oh, have a look at the list changes that might be happening. It just listed five players and gave absolutely no idea what might be happening.
1: Yeah, well, that sounds about right for this time of the season. You've got to let things, you know, boil and, and bubble and simmer away a little bit longer. It's a fair way to play out till the off offseason. Uh, DJB Ford, I mean, it's early days. I would
0: encourage them to stick with it. Sam has already said that this is just a 4A forward Mm -hmm. so he can work out his body positioning in contests and Mm -hmm. where he wants to be because basically you want to be in the same spot whether you're forward or back. Yeah. Um, And it's just a different dynamic. I'm actually attacking the ball. They might feel that Denver's too defensive Mm -hmm. in making sure that his opponent doesn't get to it first. So they're trying to change that mindset, take the front position, don't worry about it, that's where you should be, that kind of stuff. It's all a bit of a mental game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's still got to fill out a bit, so look, he is definitely a backman. He's designated a backman. Mm-hmm. If you like him forward, you know, don't get too attached to it. Oh, oh well, we have other options
1: forward. I'm not that worried. Brandon Ryan's waiting to come in, so I'm not that worried. Uh, Did he do all
0: right on the weekend?
1: Well, before we get to Box Hill, one final question from Neil. Does a win like this week's one against Witches Hats do us more harm than favours? Or is the confidence boost just a good thing regardless? Can't help feeling many, many issues will get glossed over this week. I don't know if that's true. I don't don't think there's going to be too much glossing over. Sam Mitchell seemed decidedly frustrated in the press conference, especially with the scoreline. Well, we've got Richmond without Dusty, so that's a start. What do you mean, without Dusty?
0: Well, he elbowed that bloke in the sternum, so. Oh, no,
1: that's allowed. Was that? Didn't you know? Tribunals fine him. Oh, that's it. Oh, well, then it's not allowed if it's fined. (laughs) No, no, it's like, like car parking fine. I'm sure one of the wealthier players in the league will really feel that.
0: That, that's, exactly, of the, that's exactly my point.
1: The sting of the financial penalty for Dusty will be so great that he'll never yeah. do it again.
0: I always feel if I see a Lamborghini across four spots at the supermarket, <laughs> oh, well, that final him.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. I can't believe that he's playing against us. It's just... It is lottery. You know, people bang on about it being all, all, all luck and all chance, but it does feel like that most weeks with the MRP.
0: That, that's probably because, you know, I was just... So keen not to have to play Dusty. But anyway. Yeah. But it's a good test for our midfield, isn't it? It is. Hopefully it's good weather. I think it'll be a great day on Saturday. 1 o'clock, isn't it? 1 o'clock? Uh forty-five, one forty-five. 1.45. 145. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> lottery. Another lottery. <laughs> uh, yeah, but...
1: Should be a decent crowd. You brought up Box Hill before. Let's get to the recap. Box Hill Hawks, 10-13-73, defeated North Melbourne, 10-8-68. We did the double, mate. We beat both
0: North Melbourne sides. With a game-saving tackle that yes. was very much like, uh, brought to mind, Jonathan Hay taking down David King. <laughs> well, All those years different ago. part of the ground, I think. Yeah, different part of the ground, definitely. But uh, Cooper Stevens with the tackle on Aaron Hall. Yes, 21 touches for Cooper
1: Stevens, 6 marks, 4 clearances, 6 score involvements too. He's got some midfield minutes he's racking up mixed with uh, time forward too. That was a crucial takedown. Saved, well arguably saved the game really. It seems like Hall was away and that they had options up forward to turn the game. North Melbourne had the ascendancy early, and they did hold control for a fair bit of the game, but then we started clawing our way back into the contest in the second half. It was Darcy Murr, a recent addition to the Box Hill lineup, gave us a lead around nine minutes into the final term. From there, it was a serious tug of war, and I was watching, mate. It uh, it sort of bled into the third quarter, but I was watching us streaming on on my phone, and Max Hall slotted a crucial goal, and from there, it was a very frantic finish. It was to the point the game was happening in front of us, but I couldn't take my eye off the phone. Both sides were looking likely to create something, and Box Hill looking for their knockout blow and to get the job done. North were hoping to snatch the lead back at the death.
0: In the end, we hung on for a five-point win. Very satisfying indeed. So who are we bringing up from the VFL? Because Ned Long's been very good for over a month now, and keeps getting overlooked. Just another high-quality
1: hustle and bustle game from Ned Long. Head-to-head with Hugh Greenwood at times. Pivotal in turning the contest back our way with some great quality contested footy. 22 touches, 6 marks, 4 tackles and 6 clearances. And a really good goal in the final quarter I thought it was very smart. He uh, just outsmarted his opponent there. Many weeks, Little John mentions how players need to find consistency. You see it in his write-ups. He talks about the final piece now is to keep on doing that consistently. Long has that. So we're just waiting. You know, week to week he keeps showing up and he keeps getting it done. Hugh
0: Greenwood, is that is that another senior player that they didn't <laughs> bother right, to yes. put into the honor? Yep. Well, that's odd. Mm. Yeah. Were they overconfident?
1: <laughs> I don't know don't know what they're thinking down at Arden Street. Jai Wrong still in the back half? Yes, staking his claim as a quality defender across half-back. Solid in the air, solid at ground level, 22 touches at 86%, efficiency, five score involvements, two contested marks. He's in a really good block of form. And I wonder when he gets his go. It feels like there's a bit of a queue across doesn't. half-back. He doesn't.
0: Well, before the end of the year? Nah. Jeez. Wouldn't have thought so. What about Jekka? Jekka's playing well in a similar role too.
1: Well, that's right. Yeah, Jekka might have to wait too.
0: CJ's done for a couple of weeks? Maybe maybe longer uh, than a groin injury? Yeah,
1: they're not actually sure, according to the injury report. Uh, it's a groin injury, which Can't is frustrating for him. No. This is, this season is close to a write-off for CJ, honestly. Yep. And that's a damn shame because we know how exciting. Got ends. another year on the
0: contract, of course. Yes. Yep. So, uh, But this bloke, and you don't hear much about him, mm-hmm. flying under the radar, totally. Josh Bennett's... Yeah. Could
1: he debut? Well, he'd want to finish off his good work, to be honest. I think that's the thing keeping him out. He was the Lone Terrier, the other one being Jack O'Sullivan, who's sidelined at the moment. Are you sure that's not a title for a film? The Lone Terrier. Yeah,
0: it sounds like the sequel to Milo and Otis or something like that. <laughs>
1: Homeward Bound. or <laughs> uh, Bennett would have had a big day out. And like I said, if he just had to finish off his work, he kicked three behinds. Mm. But I mean, besides that, 14 touches and seven marks. But his skills are elite. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He
0: yeah. just doesn't get accumulate.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's a modest modest sort of contribution. Seven score involvements as well. Yeah. So it feels like his time's coming. But uh yeah, I'm not actually sure when. And Max Hall, the best VFL listed. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, a game high nine marks to go with 19 disposals, four inside 50s and a goal when it mattered most. The ice man, the man from Montrose uh, making a huge impression and I've called this from a long way out. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on an AFL list eventually. I'm uh, not sure if it would be Hawthorne, but damn, he looks good. He's Could an exciting take Jacker's
0: player. spot. <laughs> oh, talk about Iceman,
1: man. You are ice cold.
0: Well, I mean, it doesn't look like Jack will get another contract, does it?
1: Well, I'm telling you, last week my prediction was yeah. that he'll get the Mitchell and Moore treatment.
0: okay. Yeah, that's true. I remember you saying that. He'll get a
1: reprieve late, and we'll see what he can do with that. That's my prediction. Uh, Next, Box Hill will be hosted by Richmond at the Swinburne Centre, also known as Punt Road Oval, of course, Saturday, 10.05am. Now, that game will directly precede Hawthorne versus Richmond at the MCG. So, get along, cheer on Box Hill, then walk over to the MCG. It's fourth, taking on eighth, so it should be a good contest. Oh, uh, that'll
0: be a sellout. You better get there early if you want to see that because it's a bloody phone booth, that stadium. Yeah, well, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah, it's it's not the best venue to watch a game
1: at, but still some fond memories there, mate. We'll talk about the AFLW a bit later, but that's where we got our first AFLW win. Yeah, you got so. a hug, didn't you? No. <laughs> Wouldn't go that
0: far. <laughs> there's a lot of hugging going on. I thought you might have caught one.
1: Well yeah, it was a lot of lot of celebrations, good vibes all around that, that evening. Uh speaking of the game, the MCG, Richmond versus Hawthorne at the MCG. Saturday, one forty five PM. Who's in, who's out? Well, my prediction would be that Fergus Green probably misses. Yeah. Yep. Through
0: knee soreness. Richmond, having played West Coast, mm-hmm. there's no problems with them. No. Is there- no, no, no injuries well, but, or... not? No, as far still as still without at. their first truck choice. Um, Lin- Lynch ruled out for the rest of the season. Yeah, the so he's not coming not back. Yeah, with that. Yep. Um, and, of course, Dusty's going to join Hardwick up at Gold Coast. <laughs> well, has Caro gone with that yet or am I... <laughs> You're getting out in front of it. I'm getting out in front. There we go.
1: A uh, question from Big Lad Hawks. Does Ryan get a crack if Fergus is injured or does DGB start forward with a youngster as the sub? Also, has Ryan done any work at Box Hill as a second resting ruck forward? He has the height for it. Well, Ryan on the weekend kicked one goal one, mm. 12 touches, relatively quiet compared to what he's been previously. Pretty good number of touches for a key forward, though. Yeah, not so bad. He isn't used as a ruck forward, though. He is not. Yeah, no. so we'll just put put is that, that out
0: there. Is that due to the lack of bulk?
1: I think it's just due to we have other options. We have Tucker and Cozzy wasn't terrible. You know, it's not his go. Oh, I'm but- sorry,
0: Tucker and Cozzy Yeah. on the weekend against Goldstein. yeah. I'm not saying they're comparable And they didn't You know, if if Ryan had been able to do anything Mm. They would have helped You know, they would have looked for a chop out Yeah, maybe I don't think he's he's been trained No,
1: I I don't think he was doing any of that stuff With the bull ants by the sounds of it
0: But uh, does Ryan
1: get a game this week? I'm going to suggest probably not Um, Going back to the inclusions Maybe Blank gets
0: back into the side Nah,
1: give me Ryan Alright, well I'm going to tell you that's not going to happen (laughs) And if I'm wrong, fair enough. You Good. get to call me out on it. Excellent. Anyway. Probably
0: Ramston comes back after those. No,
1: he, he can't. Concussion protocols.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. What is it? 12 days, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Okay.
1: So blanks available, but uh, yeah. So um, who's Ram- after Richmond? Uh, St. Kilda, I believe. Oh, yeah. Another win.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> wow, the way you said that. like you We so- can't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm happy to have a win. We can't
0: get anywhere now. <laughs> we can't catch anyone.
1: You're so used to winning. You're like, oh. To another
0: win, i No, board I just no. Well, I'm. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say I'm bored of winning. It's just that it's St Kilda and it's Ross Lyon, and, and apparently needs another year. <laughs> Did you hear that in the press? I knew another year with these guys. Yeah, I All thought right. he signed. How, how long's he signed for? I'm not sure. Oh, Too long. Just add another year on. That's what he's asking for. It wouldn't be like Ross to be defensive, would it? Or is that what he meant? Maybe he just meant next year, I don't know. Anyway,
1: uh, this question from Views from the Nose, please. Do we rest guys like Nash and Day in the coming weeks if they're sore to test Long, Stevens, or Hustweight?
0: I would give Long and Hustweight an opportunity, probably in the forward line as well.
1: Look, you sort of implied before that we're not climbing the ladder, we're not catching anyone, and I don't think we're going to slip from 16th. It doesn't seem like it. No, so, because we beat
0: North, that's well, why. well, yeah,
1: but the, the time for experimenting and giving these guys a rest, it doesn't seem like there's much of a cost to that. I mean, you know, Day and Nash have worked bloody hard all year. You could give them a week, couldn't you?
0: There's a lot of pride for Nash and Day to get yeah. selected. Yeah, I suppose. In the 16th worst side. <laughs> Sorry. The 16th best side in the AFL. (laughs)
1: Yes, it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? I want to see Long, Stevens, and Hustwait, whether the club actually do it or not. I doubt you're going to see
0: Stevens. I don't think he's impressed enough.
1: But anyway, my prediction of Long having a big second half of the year is happening but the VFL, I want to see him back in the side. Anywho, uh, this question from Ian. What sort of a list turnover do we expect at the end of the season? Do we split pick three and try and add four to five youngsters again?
0: Because we still have a lot of holes in our list. We do. The, f- the best 22 is still not very clear. Anyone over 28 is negotiable. Mm-hmm. And that seems quite young, actually, but when you think about it, that's pretty much the uh, line.
1: That, that's what I thought
0: as well. Yeah. And uh, usually you see, what, six to seven as an average list turnover? Mm-hmm. So it's probably more than four to five coming onto the list. And there's going to be some shocked talents, I yeah. would say. I think so. It's like a
1: forecast in previous weeks that if you're going to do a rebuild, you've got to be prepared to be a bit ruthless. You've got to do this properly and really go after the pieces that you need. And I know Sam Mitchell says that, well, he has the majority in front of him right now. But he did say that at the AGM last year. Now, a fair bit has happened since then. I wonder
0: how he feels about it around this time. Yeah, we haven't had that date released yet, have we, for the... For the AGM. Yeah. I noticed the PCM's up. Yes.
1: And the 2013 reunion. Yeah. Got my tickets to that. Have you? Yep, yeah, not sure who else is turning is there up. A player,
0: but... Is there a player on your table, money bags? <laughs> oh, God, I'm not
1: spending that much. <laughs> Jeez. We'd better get to some social media stuff, mate, before we wrap up. Now, you know what really puts a spring in our step, listeners, besides a Hawthorne win? When people take time out of their day to leave a rating or even a review of our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever they're listening to it. We were delighted to read a five-star review submitted just this past week from APOD89. It reads, Thanks, fellas. Enjoy the podcast, the banter, and the Hawks analysis.
0: Cheers. Five stars from APOD99. That's very generous. Can you review on Spotify? Because, uh... Well, I... I, I recommended the pod to someone, yeah, not mentioning I did it, and uh, <laughs> which is my way. And uh, they're like, oh, that actually has quite a good rating. And I was like, yeah, pretty good. Okay. Well, we're going to have to look into that.
1: I don't use Spotify much myself. But if people are rating and reviewing it over there, well, we better better <laughs> We're give them a shout out. all, their... <laughs> anyway, it's, it's mistakenly, it's yeah. not purposefully at all. But if people are giving us a shout out over there, well, we better return the favor in kind. Uh, meanwhile, as always, it's great fun basking in a win with the community that we've built around the show. Get on board, join us on our various social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So hop online and join the conversation. And finally, and, as and always, and threads and threads
0: are we on threads? No. Is that dead yet?
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything for about a week and a half about <laughs> even, even Zach hasn't threaded in a mm-hmm. week. <laughs> Telling. Anyway, massive thanks to our proud, passionate, paid-up Patreon subscribers. We really appreciate all of you supporting the show and making a very real contribution towards what you hear week in, week out. We can put time into this thanks to you guys and gals. For everyone else, if you're interested in joining us
0: and supporting the show, head to patreon.com slash Pod. And now for the censored part of the podcast... Tiz Talks Ashes and also we get to the uh, Women's World Cup because you're not allowed to mention that if you're in the AFL fraternity, are you?
1: Well, actually, speaking of that, I saw that our uh, Hawthorne AFLW social media team gave a shout-out to the Matildas. Is that allowed? Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, well, I I get the spirit of it, but I I couldn't help but think... Gill and Dill will be calling up for a phone. Yeah, they're straight on the line. Cut that out immediately. Yeah, they don't need a leg up, no. Anyway, staying with the AFL, the fixture has been announced finally. I mean, we were closing.
0: I saw the first game came out Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, these guys, they really know how to piss people off. Just give them one game. There you go. (laughs) The whole thing's been announced. There's a little crumb.
1: I mean, it took about... We're closing in on 40 days till the season starts. Is it that far away?
0: That's plenty of time to oh, you yeah, know, you organise think? your calendar. Yeah, it's definitely on par work with what out they- where Kinetic Stadium might be. <laughs> Well, this is Get from the ha- Melways out.
1: This is from Hawthorne FC. The Melways, what year are
0: you living in? I don't know, but they're definitely not a Kinetic Stadium, man, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: HawthorneFC.com.au reported Hawthorne's 2023 AFLW fixture has been revealed, with the Hawks set to open up the season at home in Frankston, against old rivals, <laughs> Essendon, on Saturday the 2nd of September. The scintillating matchup is one of four games at Frankston's Kinetic Stadium this season, with the Hawks set to also face Melbourne, Brisbane, and Port Adelaide at the iconic venue. I'm sorry, iconic? Yeah, I don't know if I would go that far, but then I don't know much about the history of the place. I do know that when I attended last year...
0: That was the place where you took a photo of the sunset, wasn't it? Yes. Oh,
1: it's a, it's a gorgeous place. I quite like it. I am look forward to returning to it i mean i'm gonna have to look forward to it because the type of oh no it's a it's gonna be a bit cold isn't it it is gonna be cold
0: yeah you can't take your togs go for a swim at half time come back
1: i don't know if i'd advise that okay uh box hill city oval won't be available sadly that's why we're gonna be at frankston why is that aren't they doing renovations they're they're doing it all up aren't they yeah we've got
0: a fair bit of money out of the
1: Vic government yeah that's right big redevelopment priorities in order Redevelopment of Box Hill is underway And uh, forget the Commonwealth Games
0: Now wasn't Geelong Footy Club The recipient of Commonwealth Games grant Mm. To Mm. to upgrade their stadium And Mm. I presume that should be rescinded Yep Anyway, Finally a redistribution I can get behind
1: <laughs> So as predicted Frankston will indeed be our home ground For this AFLW season Hawthorne Acting CEO Ash Klein commented Frankston became a bit of a fortress for us last season And we hope to continue that trend With four games there in rounds One, four, five and nine this season
0: <laughs> One, four, five and how many? How many
1: rounds are there Nick? Only ten Right And players are calling for an increase. Everyone's calling for it to
0: be increased. And I think fair enough. How many teams are there? Well, there's 18. Right. I'm not sure, but maybe the fixtures are are better weighted in in the AFLW, Nick. Perhaps. Have they solved that conundrum?
1: Well, you tell me as I go through some of the highlights of our fixture. We're off to Cairns. Oh. (laughs) I thought you'd like that. We're hosting Richmond in Cairns. That's part of Indigenous Round. Okay, that's great. But also a deal with the Queensland Tourism Board, which I didn't know we had, but apparently that's that's what that's all about. Anyway. Anyone that goes to Cairns is on a deal with
0: the... <laughs> tourism <Come on>. no. <laughs>
1: We'll be playing Geelong on their home deck in the final game of the home and away season, celebrating Pride Round. We'll also be playing the Dogs in Ballarat at Mars Stadium, the Saints at RC, RC Park... <laughs> <laughs> the Swans in Sydney and Freo in Perth And I think that just about rounds it out I think we've mentioned every game Are there. we sponsored by Jetstar or Qantas or It seems to be uh, a lot more varied Than what we had in year one yeah, we will say well, that much. There's going to be some
0: frequent flyer miles
1: Absolutely Is so it you and I heading to games? Good.
0: Nah <laughs> are, we, uh, are we You've got to get out To Frankston Is it, note, is it getting televised At all Or yeah, what's yeah, the so
1: deal no, like No some of, the, some of our games Will be televised uh, I think that The one in Cairns I think is on channel 7 That's okay. a Friday night One from memory you know, People will correct me If I'm wrong about that I'm just doing it off Is off K.O. doing corner. it or Yeah yeah it? It's on Fox And stuff as well Okay. Yep so Anyway it's finally Been announced And it's good to be able To get behind it I wish they'd treat The AFLW with a bit more Respect If they If the powers
0: that be Want support behind it Mm -hmm. then
1: they need to put support behind it themselves. It's as simple as that.
0: Well, when your uh, major demographic is, well, children under 10 Mm -hmm. and 14 Mm -hmm. who are interested in seeing women's football and you've given young families less than five weeks' notice, uh, it's probably not really going to work out for you. Yeah, funny that. And considering they've got to go to Franger's. Well, I'll be there and
1: I hope you're uh, able to join me for one or two of those because it's a, a great venue and really excited about the team. Had some great acquisitions in the off season and it's all ahead of us.
0: But in a couple of years, it'll all be at Dingley, won't it?
1: Well, exactly right. That is the ultimate goal there. Uh, mate, to close out the show, Hawthorne, Richmond, we've just had a win, albeit against North Melbourne, the lowly North Melbourne. So how are we feeling heading into the Richmond game?
0: Oh, I'm feeling wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> you're up and about. Yeah. Why? Well,. <laughs> One of the few times I backed the boys in to get the margin. Mm-hmm. As you, as you tweeted at the start of the match. <laughs> that excellence, excellent. When that banner came up, love the game, not the odds. The and banner, I was looking at my phone at the time.
1: The banner, listeners, was literally, if you, in case you don't follow us on Twitter, was literally being brought up right in front of us. <laughs> and the side that was facing us read, love the game, not the odds. And, I, and Tiz uh... <laughs> was looking at his phone at the time and saying to me while looking at his phone... <laughs> I reckon we can
0: get this done, (laughs) referring to his multi. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent And they did get it done They did get it done But so. as it was a margin I was sweating over every set shot
1: So uh, did you want to disclose How much this was worth Or you want to keep that to yourself No, no, it's worth an AFLW membership isn't it? Well, I'm glad to hear That you've got yourself An AFLW membership So we're headed to Frankston That's science sealed, delivered Thank you very much The Richmond game What's your tip? Do you actually
0: think That we can beat them?
1: I find it really hard To get a read on Richmond To be honest I don't know what to expect
0: this week I... Felt that uh, over the last month that our selection has been troublesome. I yeah. didn't even think our selections were that good on the weekend. They'll need to be better against Richmond. They know what they can do well, and I'm really hoping that our midfield can actually stand up.
1: Yeah, that is the big question. Who did we bring in? We we brought in Bruce Sicily. We were going to play. We we're going to play Ramsden, but yeah. then Meek came in. Uh, you know, Bruce didn't have a massive impact in terms of disposals, but he could still kicked three goals. Sicily needed the run. Yep. Uh, meek was about as meek as you'd think.
0: Well, I just think that we've we'll been going in too tall into some games, and yeah, I agree. Even with that. when it's been wet underfoot, no, this...
1: Well, okay, let me clarify. It's a different type of tall. I think Mitch Lewis needs support. I don't think we should be playing two rucks at the moment. I think we need to shelve that experiment for a little while. Try something else. But I, I don't know. Anything could happen this weekend. you got a team... I coming- agree. Anything could happen. Because
0: I'm not sure they got a lot of confidence out of North, though.
1: Well, you've got a you've got a team that played against North. And you've got the other team that played against West Coast. Yeah. So what kind of barometer is that? What By kind of Jude, measurement is that? They
0: didn't look great against West Coast. No, West well, that's Coast true. West Coast hung around. What
1: was their final margin? about? It was only about 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we didn't look too good against North for a half, so... Exactly. <laughs> Again, who knows? Anything could happen this week. Uh,
0: with that but in mind, if we win, it's over for them. No, <laughs> no finals.
1: Well, I back us in. Why not? Sure. In terms of confidence to take out of North, I think that is key. We saw what happened when we got on a roll, when we beat the Eagles. That seemed to light a fire
0: under, under us. So I believe in the power of confidence. I believe we should have won by 90 points, even if this stupid, ridiculous, (laughs) expected score that I'm never going to look at ever again as a stat says we should have won by another two points. And just like that,
1: we've come full circle. This has been the Hawk Talk Podcast. We'll be back, as always, win, lose, or draw next week to recap all the action from the weekend. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Waddle, waddle, waddle. Just a
0: little bit of...